Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A, a BJJ, BJJ Marriage. Marriage, where we talk about our lives as a married jujitsu couple. How are you turning your belt black? <laughs> you keep washing it until all the color fades away. Nick washed his belt for the first time, like, probably ever this week. Yeah, it was the first time ever. Like, throughout all of your belts. It's your first time washing it. And it uh kind of turned black a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up with that. It did the opposite of what I thought it would do. So what we think happened was the little black section that you have on the tail end of your belt. I, I was going to think... say tail, and that wasn't right. Um, it is the tail of a belt. Yeah, but I said it's the tail end of your tail. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that that just faded a little bit and went onto his belt. But I mean, I think I think I worn away too many fibers, and then the wash pulled it away. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point of the belts getting darker, though. Is I don't know, it goes from white all the way to black because it just gets dirtier the longer you use it. That's the purpose of it. So you're just escalating that process. Something like that. (laughs) So. I don't know. I lost all my jujitsu. Right. Almost got tapped out by a white belt. He's a good white belt. <laughs> Unacceptable. Which we'll talk about. <laughs> I'll have to quit. <laughs> so anyway, welcome back, guys, to episode seventy-one of BJJ Marriage with your hosts Nick and Brittany Lee. We hope you have had a good week of training so far. We're actually kind of being consistent again, which is nice. A little bit. We're probably We're not going to do a podcast next week, just so you know. <laughs> What's going on next week? I don't know what's going on next week. Your birthday? What do we stay up until one in the morning talking about yesterday? Planning our vacation? Yes. Yeah, so we'll be on a little vacation next weekend. An actual like vacation, not um not for a wedding, not for someone else. It's just It's just our birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. It's our birthdays next week. Nick's birthday is on the nineteenth, which is a Friday this year. And uh-huh. I'm turning twenty nine plus two. <laughs> okay, I like that. We can start saying that. <laughs> and then mine is the twenty second, which is on a Monday this year. So we typically, because we're only three days apart, we always take off of work for about a week or so and go do something crazy and something fun and. I don't know. But this year we decided that we just had too much going on that we we're just going to do a staycation. Yes. And we're really excited about it. Yeah. Plus, I've never been a tourist in Milwaukee. Right. Where we live, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I'd like to learn some more history mm-hmm. about what goes on or what happened here. Yeah. And we've been talking about doing this for years because we go on so many trips, especially now for jujitsu. We're visiting a lot of places. And every time we visit somewhere, we're typically doing some sort of historical tour when we're there just to get to know the city and we always look at each other and we're like i love how we know all this stuff about every other city that we've been to but nothing about milwaukee so we've been talking about doing a staycation for quite a while now so now we're making it happen yeah and i'm pretty excited about it yeah we're doing a brady street food tour mm-hmm. we're doing a uh sunday fun day cruise yep yeah um I forgot what else we're doing. We have a spreadsheet of things we're doing. Two ghost tours. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited. We couldn't pick which one we wanted to do more, so we just chose them both. Yeah, it sounds really fun. We're doing a distillery tour. Mm -hmm. 
And then we thought about doing a food tour, a distillery tour, and then going to jujitsu. And then we were like, maybe not the best idea. (laughs) Yeah. So we're not doing that. (laughs) But we are going to be doing a little bit of training on Saturday, the 20th. For Manuel. Yes. We have a seminar coming up on August 20th at 12 o'clock at Fluid Jiu-Jitsu. It is with Manuel. I don't know his last name. But I don't Les know his last Les, name. Maybe? Something yes. like that. I don't know, but he's a 145-pound black belt from... Is he from Washington? Or is he... Well, he lives in Seattle now, but he's yeah. from Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. He won IBJJF multiple times in Mexico. Well, when he was training in Mexico. Yeah. Yes. And now... And he trained at American Top Team. Okay. For a while. Okay. He got sponsored by American Top Team to go train jiu-jitsu with everybody at American Top Team. And then he met a lady, and they moved to Seattle. <laughs> and now he trains in Seattle with one of our good friends, Jose, mm-hmm. who has been on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. But he he's bringing Manuel to Milwaukee to do uh, an awesome jiu-jitsu seminar that we're super excited about. Yes. He's a... Like I said, he's a 145-pound black belt, so small guy, and he is a champion in IBJJF, so he obviously knows what he's doing a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're excited to learn from him, but we decided to make some time into our vacation schedule so that we could go and see the seminar. Yes, because it's almost like if we went on vacation and went to learn from somebody at a gym somewhere else anyways. Mm-hmm. Which is what we do. I mean, we basically go on vacation and go train somewhere. So we had talked about that, and we were like, well, if we're going to stay here, like, maybe we should go train at a different gym that we have never been to. So if you're from the Milwaukee area, like, some gyms that we were throwing out was Freeform and Crossover and Rufus Sport. I think those are the three that we looked into. And unfortunately, a lot of them didn't really have... You've never been to Neutral Ground? I'm going to Neutral Ground in about an hour, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But... Uh, we just looked at all their class schedules and it didn't seem to work out with our timing. And even the ones that did, it seemed like there was another class right after, not an open mat. And we're like, so we're just yeah. going to go dojo storm a beginner class and then go to a judo class? It's <laughs> Yeah, we didn't want to like show up to a beginner class on a Sunday morning as a purple belt and blue belt from a gym across town. Mm-hmm. We felt like that would be rude. It's just, like, odd. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we were really from out of town, we would definitely embrace it. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're going to see these people again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we decided the seminar is probably good for us. Yeah. We'll go to the seminar, and that'll be enough training for a little vacation. Plus, we're not actually taking off as long as we normally do. Uh, like I said, we just One time we took away. off for, like, 14 days. Yeah, right. My goodness. <laughs> um. But I just, we had so much going on this year that we were like, let's just do a little mini getaway. So we're doing like Thursday night after work through Monday night. And then we're going back to work Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So. What are you most excited for? Top of your head. For Five. The... Hey, four, don't do this to me. Three. No. <laughs> two. I'm excited for the ghost tour. One. There you go. Ghost tour. Yeah. I don't know which one because I'm really excited for both. Probably Brady Street. Yes. I'm super excited for Ghost well, Tour. Well, you know, also. we're not doing the Brady Street Ghost Tour because we're doing the Brady Street Food Tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we didn't need to do the Ghost Tour third and ward. the food, food. Yeah, we're doing the Third Ward and the City Hall yeah. Ghost Tours. I top my head. Five, four, three, two, one. I'll be most excited about our Sunday Fun Day cruise. Yeah. Des texted me this morning. She's going to come. 
Nice. Doesn't stop are gonna join us for uh the distill no not the distillery the uh, brunch right before that at Central Standard and then the cruise. You heard it first here, folks. Mm-hmm. They're coming with us. And then Irving wants to come to brunch with us on Saturday. Fantastic. Yeah. So we're doing um, the thing. Yeah, basically we're just doing we we just want to be tourists in our own city. So another thing that we're really trying to do is go visit Harbor House, which is a really popular famous restaurant here in Milwaukee that we've never been to. But yeah. it seems like everyone else in the world and their mom has. So Yeah, but it's like, oh it's the best. Yeah. It's right on the lake. It's got it almost looks like a museum from the outside. Like it's just this beautiful It's actually in between two museums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like the view is the lake, which is super cool. It's a seafood fine dining restaurant. So we're going to go try that out, and I'm really excited about it. I didn't know we picked it. Uh, isn't that what you say? I, I, I don't know. Oh. Okay. Well, it's either that or a different one, but I think we're going to go to Harbor House. Anyway. <laughs> I'm learning so much today. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we got our birthdays coming up. So, like I said, because we're doing the vacation and it's our birthdays, I don't know if we'll have time to do the podcast next week. We'll see. But don't count on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do a ghost tour podcast. No, just kidding. So we've actually talked about that, too, because we are traveling so much right now, especially in 2022, that I've brought up like, oh, well, when we were driving to Pennsylvania, we could do a little blurb in the car. Or when we're on vacation, we could do a little travel blog. But we decided two things. One. No studio environment. Yeah. The microphone would be terrible for you guys. Like if we were in a car, can you imagine listening in your headphones and all you would just hear is like the wind and our dogs? Yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> I hope that that made you guys cringe a little bit. <laughs> so it's pretty difficult for us to try to do a podcast on the move. Uh, we really like to have our setup here with our quesadilla maker. And then two. Um, a lot of times schedules. Yeah, very difficult. it doesn't really work out very well. But We did in Vegas. I was proud. We did, but we also had a studio. We were like Almost. in the hotel room, which is quiet. Where the car is not quiet. Or I just need to get better at editing audio. That was it. That was where I was getting. Is We don't want to have to edit. So a lot of people have actually asked us. They're like, why haven't you guys ever done a travel blog? Like, you guys travel so much and you do jujitsu and you do all this cool stuff. And, like, you should really do a travel blog. And I'm like, bro, do you know how much editing that is? Do you know how much little time we have? So. <laughs> Maybe when we're both just, like making a crap ton of money off of winning competitions at jiu-jitsu, <laughs> we can exactly. start paying someone to do it. Which is the topic of our episode today. Yes. So, all right. That's a good lead-in, right? <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, what I want to talk about today is setting jiu-jitsu goals and how we are working towards achieving those goals, right? So, it's all fine and dandy to train whenever you want to train. I just realized I set up the camera and it's like... Leaning. Yeah, you just realized that now? I yeah. thought you did that on purpose. I thought you were trying to make a leaning tower of pizza or something. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry about that. So, uh, setting goals in jujitsu and um, what I was talking about. What, was it, what did I say? I just got distracted by leaning I'm sorry, tower. I got distracted by a text message I just got that I have to tell you off camera and not on camera. <laughs> so, we were talking. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Yes, it's fine if you guys just want to train jujitsu and just like show up and get your workout in and get your social environment and continue training. That's totally cool. But 
you can tell that there's certain people that skyrocket their skill in jujitsu, and there's certain people that just like show up and hang out. And those people have very different goals. Some people, when they train jujitsu, don't even have a goal, and that's totally okay. But me, I have some aggressive goals. And we'll also find out what kind of goals Brittany has in jiu-jitsu, besides making her dad proud. <laughs> so would you say qualifies your goals as aggressive? My goals as aggressive is um, I'm trying to get into larger and larger competition circuits. And I would like to become a full-time jiu-jitsu competitor. That's one of the things that I would love to do. It checks all the boxes. You get to travel to different cities. You get to compete uh, against high-level grapplers. You get to learn from new people every time you travel. And your lifestyle is supported by jiu-jitsu, and you get to do jiu-jitsu all the time. Mm-hmm. So I know you've done one IBJJF tournament. So what else are you trying to do it? Like I know we're talking about a cage grappling championship. Yeah, I'm trying to start in, like, I did the Pancreation at Primal event, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to start in more local things that are coming around the area, so like Chicago, Milwaukee, Wisconsin Dells type of competitions, um, or events like um, Fight to Wins that might come to Chicago, or local promotions to get my foot wet onto... My feet wet. I was gonna say your foot, your just one, one foot, foot. <laughs> not the other foot, just no. one. But that way, if there's something local, I don't have to invest so much time and money to go into fight one person uh, across the country somewhere. Okay. Even if I would get ex- accepted in their tournament. You mean like the time that we went all the way to Florida just so you could fight someone from Wisconsin? No. <laughs> um, we went to Florida in April. For pans. I, yeah, for an IBJJF pans. And he went, his first match, first and only match, he was fighting a guy from about an hour away from us. Yeah. <laughs> and they were both just like, really? Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, hey, you're wearing a Rufus sport patch. Do you train at Rufus? And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> I live in Wisconsin also. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? That's yeah. so funny. That's kind of where our dilemma came with the staycation too it's like why do we need to go fight someone on vacation that we're gonna see pretty much any time like we could take a saturday anytime and go to sheboygan if we wanted to right so it just doesn't seem like that but sometimes it just works out that way right sometimes uh what is what is uh (laughs) my brain's not that sharp uh it's how the cookie crumbles from Mm. uh Bruce Almighty. That's it. Bruce. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why that reference came in my head. What would you say, kind of going off of aggressive, uh, yeah, aggressive goals, what would you say is the gym that you would like to visit the most? Off the top of my head. Besides, because I can, I'm already assuming that you're going to say Pedro Sowers in Brazil. There's that. Okay. But that's not really a gym. That's more of a compound. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Art of Jiu Jitsu. I really want to go to. Beautiful gym with the Mendez brothers. New York. California. California. Marcelo Garcia. I still want to go to his gym. Marcelo's, that's in New York. Yeah. Um, I really want to go to Texas. B Team is the other one. B Team in Texas. Craig I mean, Jones. Oh, okay. 
I really want to go to Tom DeBlas' school. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it Who's that? Fun. Some guy. Some dude. Tom DeBlas. He's not, he's like in the Midwest somewhere, right? I think he's Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. He might be like Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Area. Yeah. It's like over there on the East Coast area, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Midwest. it's Pennsylvania. But I, I always feel like Pennsylvania is in the middle of the country. And it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So I follow quite a few jujitsu athletes, but I would say that John Donaher and Tom DeBlas, whenever they post their items on social media, is when I am most intrigued. I really like seeing the words that they have to say and the wisdom that they have to share. John Donaher is definitely more of the wisdom part the of philosophy. it. Philosophy. Yeah, which is super cool to like get that type of perspective. But Tom, he likes to share about how proud he is of his team. And I just think that that's so cool coming from not only like a coach or an owner of a school, but like someone as high level as Tom DeBlas to be proud of his blue belt. Like it's just, it's very cool for him to acknowledge his students the way that he does and the type of like community that he seems to be spreading. Obviously, I can't say firsthand that I've experienced it, but just from his posts, I can tell that he's building a great community over there. And I just really want to go experience it myself. Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. I would like to. Let's go travel one week, all five of those schools. Huh. Okay. Okay. (laughs) California, Texas, Pennsylvania. Got it. Let's do it. (laughs) We could do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. The art of jujitsu in California looks really cool, though, too. I really like the all white. Mm -hmm. It looks super pretty. I like white mats. It's just, I wonder how much blood is in there. Another gym I want to go to is uh, called White Lotus. Oh, yeah. That thing. Which, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because I think it's official now, right? I think, I think it's okay to start talking about it out loud. It's been announced, yeah. All right. So we have a fantastic black belt here in Wisconsin. His name is Joshua Janis. Who's that guy? <laughs> he was on an episode once, too, once upon a time. We'll have to get him and Megan back on I soon. I think he does something, um, maybe BJJ Globetrotters or BJJ Fanatics or uh, something like that. He's he's a big deal, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So he... Don't let him say that. (laughs) But Josh Janis is a wonderful human who has been a huge impact in both of our lives, I would say. So actually, Nick works one-on-one with uh, with Josh as life coaching, and then they also coach together in My Odyssey, which you can go into more detail about than I can. (laughs) Yeah, we do that. We do that. That thing. We help people set goals, develop strategies on how to achieve those goals, mm-hmm. hold them accountable to those goals. Goals. That's right. Take a shot every time we say the word goals. Goals. No. <laughs> but, yeah, so Josh has been one of our, we actually, he doesn't train at Fluid, so we don't get to train with him too, too often, but he trains at Nutriground, which is our sister school, and we were able to basically train with him throughout our entire career but now he just started his own school and he just got the mats delivered this week so they're coming out with their like curriculum and their agendas and everything and those mm-hmm. should be announced soon but the, the cool excited. thing about white lotus is it's not like a set curriculum it's more so um creativity of high level grapplers coming together and um it's like a open format gym so it's open 24 7 it's only for people experiencing grappling i think like two years of grappling and above blue belt and above and um 
the goal so far is there's not a set instructor for each class time, but it's structured in a way that everybody can collaborate their jujitsu together. Mm-hmm. And like I remember, um, I showed up training with some of the people that are going to be there, and someone said, "Hey, you know things about Tricoplata, right?" And I was like, "Yes, I love the Tricoplata." And then they were like, "Show us," and I was like. Here's how I do the Tarika Plata. <laughs> and then we all like broke off and worked on it. And then we came back. And then a couple people were like, I had issue with this part. I had issues with this part. And then uh, Josh was able to be like, well, I do it this way. And someone else was like, it helps me if I do it this way. And it was like a fun workshop of the Tarika Plata. And then we rolled. That's a good and word. It- workshop. Because that's pretty much what White Lotus is going to be, is a workshop for mm-hmm. jujitsu practitioners to be able yeah. to enhance their styles with other Yes. Jiu-Jitsu practitioners. And there is going to be a lounge for uh, watching UFCs or flow grappling. Mm-hmm. And uh, ADCCs, there are probably going to be watch parties for and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a little gym. And it's, it's 24 hours, so you can use it as like a co-working space. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Nick had slightly mentioned it in there earlier, is that Josh Janis also does... <laughs> do globetrotters and he also has a bjj fanatics video out there on guillotines two of them. guillotines however you want to pronounce it <laughs> um but yeah he has two of them volume one and two and he will definitely promote himself if he's ever on here <laughs> to say it and buy it but i think i'm teaching guillotines tuesday morning are you and no gi- do you know, know anything about guillotines nope okay <laughs> just uh how to defend them against white belts <laughs> so yeah what no. happened with that I don't need to talk about it anymore. Okay. I was working my submission defense. Yes. And it was very deep and very scary. And it got dark and I started biting my tongue on accident. But I survived. (laughs) So here I am. He's a good white belt. I probably should have tapped. Yeah. He just didn't want to tap to a white belt. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was funny. He's good, though. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we, I guess, going to back to the gyms is White Lotus is definitely on our agenda to go visit and go play around at for a while, too, because it's about to open, and we're excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But, Super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, competition at high level, you know, I, I would like to do gi or no gi. I love all jujitsu. I would even do combat jujitsu. I just, and pancreation, yeah, I'm open to doing. People. I would love to slap people. <laughs> Getting mount to slap, slap, slap. Hmm. But uh, outside of that, I don't know if I want to do MMA just because I don't want any brain damage. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know you had talked to Dan LaPaz about that too when we were at Open Guard last weekend. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't want the brain damage. And he's like, I don't blame you. You're being smart. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty common people get brain damage. All right, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But that's cool. I think that that's good that you're working towards something. So what are you doing daily to reach those goals? I don't skip training. Well, actually, it's hard for me to not train. So it's easier for me to show up. But whenever I'm rolling, it's not just like rolling for fun. It's working specific guards, working specific positions, working uh, submission defenses, putting things together and training smart. But at the same time, I'm not like, Creaming white belts at a competition level. I'm whatever skill they're at, 
I'm using their skills to sharpen or work on things that I need to work on. Yeah. You are rolling with a purpose. Rolling with a purpose every time. Which I think is good. What are your goals in jiu-jitsu? I have two very specific goals that I work towards. Uh, Number one is I started jiu-jitsu for self-defense, and I always try to keep that mindset. So I have been seeing a lot of, I guess, debate throughout social media about jiu-jitsu and how it's kind of turned more into a sport than it is about self-defense, and that's not what it was intended to be 20, 30 years ago. And that's fine. 100 years ago? Yeah. Yes, but I'm more when it like came here. So, I guess uh, it's not a bad thing that it's transitioning into a sport. I think that that's great, and it's letting people experiment and do things differently, and like go out and meet new grapplers, and actually like make it a fun hobby that it can get more people involved. And I think it's great that it's a sport aspect too. However, I'm doing it not for the sport aspect. I do it for the self defense. But in the same way, I also do it because it is a great workout at the same time, too. Like, it's way more fun than lifting weights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, it is. I just lift people. Yeah, right. So I train to stay in shape as well. But <clears throat> my number one goal when I started jujitsu and to this day is for self-defense. Being a smaller female, you want to always make sure that you would be protected in a, God forbid, bad situation. So... I wanted to start with that. And then something that was super eye-opening for me this week specifically was we were at our Thursday beginner class and Jason Lippert, a black belt at our school, he was teaching us to do a pass the guard drill. And if you guys maybe call it something else, the way that we do it is one person starts in the middle and then everyone else kind of lines up and they just kind of rotate in and out throughout the people in the middle and you have the people who are going from the line to the person have to try to pass that person's guard. And if you pass it, you then switch and that person goes in line and then you have to now let the next person try to pass your guard. If you don't pass their guard, then that means that that person who was already out either swept or submitted you. And that's how we've always... And then they stay in and you go back in line. Yeah. And that's kind of how we've always played it is you pass, the first person has to pass and the other person has to either sweep or submit. And that's how we've always done it. And the way Jason Lippert did it on Thursday was he said, you're going to either sweep or stand up. And we were like, huh? And he said, if we're like, you're it's yeah, just no over. Submissions. Yeah. We're like, it's just over if you stand up. And he was just like, yeah. So think about this. If you are sitting on your butt, because that's kind of the per- the people who are in the middle are just sitting on their butt waiting for the people in line to come up to them. And then they slap bump, and then the person who came up has to try to pass their guard. And typically they're starting standing because they walked over to them standing. And he was like, but if you're sitting on your butt and the other person's standing, the standing person has a lot more, um, what's the right word? Advantage. Yeah, a better advantage into kicking you, throwing strikes, trying to get you pinned, passing your passing guard, your guard, doing all this stuff. And he's like, but if you're on your butt and the person's standing, if you stand up, then you're also equal. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, like, I was just totally mind blown by that because I was like, wow, we don't really think about stand-up too, too much in our school, at least. Like, we don't do too much stand-up unless you're training for competition. Mm-hmm. So to think about that perspective of, like, when you stand up, you are equal, a little bit more equal depending on size and strength. But um, when you stand up, you are... You level are, the playing field. Right. And, like, being on your butt, like, we're also comfortable grappling and sitting down and playing off our back and doing all that stuff but 
you really are at a disadvantage if the other person is trying to literally kill you. Yeah, and it goes in line with the four S's from Jeff Glover. Sweep, submit, mm -hmm. stall, but also stand up from your guard. Super important. And anytime that you're rolling with someone and they are trying to pass your guard, if you're able to like frame them, do a technical stand-up, I guarantee you 85% of the time they're going to sit down. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to stand up with you. <laughs> and then they sit down and then you pass their guard. And I know something that you said too that I always forget about when I'm rolling. I only think about it when I'm not rolling, which is super irritating. <laughs> but <laughs> you say whenever someone is in my guard, I just stand up and then they don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I never think about that. Like whenever I have someone in my guard, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to move. And then after the roll, I'm like, why didn't I stand up? Yeah. But I think I've been kind of playing that a little bit more because what I've been doing is I've been butt scooting out, holding their shoulder back, and then I'm doing a technical stand up and kind of throwing their head to the floor. College reg. Yeah. Yes. So I'm doing that a lot. Yeah. So whenever I take somebody's back from my guard, mm -hmm. it's halfway me standing up, halfway pulling them to the ground, but I just transition directly to their back. Mm -hmm. I don't just stay on my feet. Yeah. But that's one of the ways I get to people's backs is I either wrestle up from my guard or like a single leg single leg x or x guard i'll wrestle up and stand up or i literally like collar drag arm drag them off to the side as i stand up and then their back is exposed so of course i'm going to dive for their back right i'm a backpack that's what we do <laughs> what is that Endora? i'm a backpack yep Maybe backpack, that's you backpack. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if I dressed up as Dora and you were a backpack and we just walked around and you just, uh, I just gave you a piggyback right everywhere? I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that way. I think I've we're got, actually... I've got a map of submissions. i got a compass of positions. That would be super funny. I would actually really enjoy that. We should do that for the Halloween party, not for Halloween. How do I dress up as a backpack? Well, it's spray paint you purple. Oh my god. I'm a purple belt. Yes. <laughs> I'm like where this is going. We also want to be Cosmo and Wanda either this year or an upcoming year. I think it would be super fun from Fairly Odd Parents if you don't know. I just figured out if we have green tie-dye today, I'm going to tie-dye my geek green. Okay. Why? So you don't have one? or I don't have any green. You just want to be Cosmo right now? Yes, or... <laughs> yes I want to be Cosmo right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And then, so my first goal. Self-defense. Right, self-defense. Absolutely, 100%. We can dive into it a little bit more later. But uh, my second goal is I want to, I stated this early on as a white belt, is that I want to do two competitions at every belt. And I did that as a white belt. I have yet to do one as a blue belt. Um, it's been a little chaotic of a year. But I am trying to. You could have competed at Pans with me. I could have, but I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready yeah. at all. But I could have, yeah. I want to do pans next year. Me too. But we'll see. So I'm terrified of competition. So I try to tell anyone who I talk to about competition who is either thinking about it or saying they never want to do it or just whenever I'm having the conversation, I always say, like, I hate competing. Like, I am Nick and I are very opposite in that manner where, like, he loves it. He loves the adrenaline rush and the, like... And sharpening swords against other swords and yeah. fighting and surviving and prevailing <laughs> yes and, and cheap me, medals i am not that way i hate competing i think it's rough on the body i think it is a grindy just 
unpleasurable experience for everyone. I just don't love it. But I do really think that it makes your jujitsu better. And so I highly recommend doing it at least once in your life, just so you can feel that experience and understand what other people are talking about when they say competition. But if you don't, if you do it one and done, I will never try to get you to do it again if you don't want to. Um, But if you've never done it, I will probably push you to try at least once. Yeah. And I think jujitsu is good for jujitsu competition in general is good for any adult because in other sports, it's typically a team thing. So even if I'm a fantastic quarterback and the rest of my team sucks, if we were playing football, like we're never going to win a game, right? So it's one-on-one. You really get to test yourself. The other thing is after you're an adult, there's not a large arena for you to test yourself against other people in like a, a sports setting. Like, I don't know, maybe the best thing I can think of is like pool. You can play pool against other people at bars, do pool leagues or like bowling. There's a lot of that. Um, but like other sports, there's there's not a lot of sports that you can actually be competitive in um, and or at like a world stage. Like cornhole you see on ESPN sometimes. <laughs> but um, but like, you know, that's that's very different. But jujitsu, it's one on one and there's actual age brackets on a world stage up to like 60 years and up for every belt level Mm -hmm. so you're able to find competition that's your similar skill size and rank Mm -hmm. and i think it's super empowering and it sharpens you mentally when you have to go compete absolutely and uh, physically it accelerates your jujitsu at a phenomenal rate yeah we always say that doing one competition is equal to 30 classes in one day just because you are you are being grindy, you are doing it. Honestly, I see competition as a self-defense aspect because you really are just trying not to let the other person kill you. We've talked about this in the past where Nick doesn't do his flying triangles and his <laughs> Tarika Platas. Maybe now you could, but like earlier on, like you wouldn't try a Tarika Plata, you wouldn't invert, you wouldn't do all that stuff. Uh, like yeah, in a I wouldn't do a, a flying donkey guard. Right. <laughs> you go back to the basics. You go back to the yeah, self-defense. I go knee slice. Mm-hmm. I transition to mount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work mounted arm bars. Yep. So when you're in competition, it kind of just accelerates that self-defense awareness that triggers in your brain when you are being attacked and how are you like literally going to get out of that situation if it were to actually happen how well can you think under pressure yeah whereas like in the gym you're just playing just to try out new stuff and maybe you get smashed in the gym like i got freaking smashed yesterday by so many people (laughs) but in a different context that would be a weird sentence yep but that's okay (laughs) That goes back to the self-defense thing, though. Like, I remember on, was it Wednesday? Yeah, it was Nogi Wednesday. And I was having a really rough night because I only rolled with a 260-pound dude, 270-pound dude. And I was stuck underneath him the whole time. Like, the whole time. I couldn't get out. I didn't know how to. And then I rolled with this Nick, and he submitted me, like, four times within two minutes. And I was like... I would die in a street fight. Like, I was just having, like, a really rough night where I was like, I suck at this. (laughs) I don't know why I keep doing this. And everyone has those those peaks and valleys, right? Like, you always have those days that you just feel like you're on top of the world, like, I'm doing really, really well today. And then you have days like I did on Wednesday where, like, 
I wouldn't survive a second in a street fight. Wednesday was a hard day for jujitsu spouses. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was some uh, spousal abuse, accidental spousal abuse. Some jousting with knees. Yep, some knee jousting, some <laughs> some hook. I don't even know. I hit you with my hook. Oh my so God. Bam. So Nick took my back. This was one of the times that he submitted me without submitting me because I literally tapped because I almost I cried. I took her back. He took my back. And we were both scrambling because we both move a lot. So I think I was like trying to throw my hips up. And then what he did is he also threw his hips up. He brought his legs around so he could get his hooks in. And his shin or his, uh, his Back bottom of, my of his heel. heel hit my shin as hard as he could trying to pin me down to the floor. It was but not it, as hard as I could. It was not on purpose, but it happened. And it just imagine like your shin bone. Like imagine running into. Have you ever checked a kick in Muay Thai? Say imagine running into your A hitch. trailer hitch? Like your dad? <laughs> That's what it felt like. I'm not kidding. It was the worst. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, imagine hitting your shit. Like my crowbar really kicks. Hard. Yes. <laughs> That's what it felt like. He took my back and I was literally just like <gasps> I like breathed in really hard and I was like, Dab! and he was like what? I had like hooks in a seatbelt and I was like, What? <laughs> what? What are you why are you tapping? rolled over and i was seriously holding back tears in my eyes like it hurt so bad and i was done for the night after that (laughs) she was mad at me for a little bit it hurt and i just gotten like smashed there's a bruise on your shin yeah that's not the right one though oh (laughs) anyway no evidence (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah self-defense you're talking about it's real in competition yeah yeah, because you're not trying all that fancy stuff. You really are just trying to survive. And so that's another reason that I push myself to do competition is because it helps my other goal, which is my number one goal. My number one goal is always self-defense because if I were to get attacked behind from behind in the street, I want to know that as long as they don't have a gun, I would be able to hopefully walk out alive. Yep. And that's always the way that I go in mentally with my training is I want to be able to survive against someone who's going hard against me. Uh-huh. I think you would. Hopefully. Yeah. But, Do you want to hear another one of my jujitsu goals? Yeah. I was just going to also <laughs> mention the Leandro, though. The Leandro thing, because that, like, really resonated with me this yeah. week. Because, obviously... Leandro Low. Yeah. Rest in peace. Him being, like, arguably one of the greatest... BJJ practitioners of our time and then just for him to have such a tragic death that way I guess it was really eye-opening that it doesn't matter how good you are and how great your self-defense is like you can't beat a gun so it's a little terrifying to think about that kind of stuff but you want to at least know that you're good in other ways so that god forbid a gun is around or not around you can at least use what you know to fight off so yeah that was just something that was a little wild but um, a little wild it's a lot wild mm-hmm. it's it was on uh inside i know i saw yeah which is like a global newsletter yeah leandro Lowe was in there yeah that's wild yeah that's the first time i've seen jujitsu in our <laughs> normal news yeah and then it also said like the whole bjj community is mourning for him and it was true like it was really sad <clears throat> and then that was actually one of the posts that i saw that uh, was like kind of an inspirational one for me because it was just like if you see a jujitsu practitioner this week who may be a little bit quieter than normal or 
a little bit more in their head than normal just because they're pondering not just the loss of a, a champion, but also, like, wondering. Kind does, of almost like, like jujitsu does not make us invincible. Yes. And it was just, like, very eye-opening yeah. for a lot of us. I believe jujitsu definitely is a superpower, mm-hmm. but it's not, it does not make us invincible. Right. Yeah. So what's your other goal? Let's go on a happier note. <laughs> yes. My other goal in jujitsu, besides being a high-level competitor, hopefully in the future, is to become a um, a coach that a lot of people want to come to for technique advice. I think so, you're achieving that. So yeah, it's not necessarily that I want people to come to me for jiu-jitsu, but I love teaching and coaching just in general. That's my job. I'm a life coach. <laughs> and I also coach martial arts for kids at City Champs. I coach at Fluid and 75% of my income is currently coming from coaching, which I love doing. Mm-hmm. And I would like to continue that path and make as much of an impact on people's lives as I can through coaching, through martial arts, through jujitsu, Muay Thai, self-defense, or life coaching. And it, it's all in the same vein. So that's an overarching goal of my whole life, not just jujitsu, but I found a niche where I'm able to help people learn jujitsu in a way that works well for them. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to continue that and broaden my reach in teaching jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And I think that works hand in hand when, when you are a high level competitor, your name is out there more and you can get more exposure to help teach more people through jujitsu. And then also, I have kind of a, a branching goal besides that, and we can t- dive into that, but I have a branching goal of trying to create a pathway for jiu-jitsu practitioners to build better life habits through my life coaching. Like I'm coming up with that um, jiu-jitsu technique dictionary mm, yep. for life. Yep, we were talking about that. Yeah. Which I think is cool. You could write a book about that eventually. Yeah, I started uh, putting that stuff together mm-hmm. so that it's organized. We'll see how long it takes. Probably years. Probably. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, but I love teaching. I love coaching. And I coach as much as possible. What's your favorite thing to teach? Because like, um, I know that when you ever, whenever you get private lessons from white belts, they typically like to go over what's on the blue belt test because they want to be proficient in it. Yep. But what's your favorite thing to teach? I love loop chokes. (laughs) It's always fun to teach loop chokes. Mm -hmm. And I love teaching um, butterfly guard where, you know, when you try to flatten out somebody in butterfly guard and then they just sit up. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite things to teach just in general. It's like a magic trick of (laughs) jujitsu. And yeah, it's super fun. It's like, (laughs) like a, like a teeter totter. Yeah. Of jujitsu guards. Yeah. Yes. But I love that. Um, but I really like question and answer because everybody has a unique way of teaching whatever technique that might be going through someone's mind. And everybody has the best way that works for them. But if your legs are shorter, it's going to be different. If you have really good arm dexterity, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. If you have really good balance, what you can do is going to be different. So, yeah, super fun. Yeah, tailors to your body. Mm-hmm. But yeah, recently I've been teaching a lot of loop chokes, a lot of choke theory, um, a lot of guillotines, a lot of triangles, 
arm bars, butterfly guard, sweeps in general. Everything. <laughs> to the moon and the sun. <laughs> All of the things. Yes. But I, I, teaching brings me joy, and jujitsu brings me joy. Mm. And when I get to teach both, it's a win-win-win. <laughs> I don't know what happened with my hand. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, and you're also sharpening your own jujitsu when you're That's able right. to like enunciate everything and actually go through the movements and what you would do, which I've been learning because now apparently I'm doing private lessons, which just started. Yes, how about that? <laughs> I didn't choose to, <laughs> but you're forced into it. Here I am, and uh, it's actually been helping quite a bit. Like, oh yeah, I do it this way, but this is what I do different. Okay, yep, mm-hmm, that's how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting to like put them mm-hmm. into words. Yes. Uh, teaching helps develop your jujitsu game because you have to first understand what you're doing. Second, be able to tell somebody what to do. And third, be able to describe why it is you do it that way. And fourth, you also have to have it be explained to someone in ways that they can understand. Because it can't, like, the way that you understand how to do technique may be totally different than the way I understand it. Mm-hmm. And so you have to learn their language and how they learn. And that's like, that's one of the first things that I asked Nancy was I was just like, well, how do you learn? Do you learn from watching or do you learn from doing or do you learn from listening? Like, how do you learn? And she said, oh, I'm definitely like a, a repetition doer. And I'm like, perfect. Me too. This is going to work out very well. But like, if you learn from just like listening the way Nick does, then it could be totally different. It could be catered totally different to you based on how you learn. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's really important. That's part of the communication too, is figuring out how they learn so you can expedite the way that they learn. Yes. Reach them at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I hear a lot about you and I specifically. Like the girls will tell me on Tuesdays and Nancy's brought it up quite a few times. And she's like, I just love the way that you and Nick can break things down for us. And like you are able to explain things in a way that like I was never able to understand before. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh look at you. <laughs> One of my most favorite things is when I have a private lesson with someone and then they come back to the next session and they're like, I did the thing that we worked on last week and it mm-hmm. worked so greatly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it's like, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. we did it. Mm-hmm. You did it. <laughs> and they're always like, you did it. And I'm like, no, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, thanks. Look, I got a stripe now. And I'm like, no, you did it. <laughs> I did nothing. You did the thing. Yeah. That's very cool. Super fulfilling. I know Nancy told me she was mounting arm barring everyone. And I was like, hmm. And girl. Crazy. <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah, I think that that communication is very important, which is going hand in hand with your coaching. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I think I am a coach. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, I mean, even at Stonefire, you were also still a coach. Yeah, I was coaching people on how to do their their job, whatever their task was. I was coaching people on how to build better relationships with their coworkers. I was coaching people on how to build better habits in their life so that they would show up to work ready to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that third part, I really uh, quit my job to do that just on a full scale. <laughs> and here I am now. I'm doing it. Yeah. I have to take a survey at work soon. It's called Insights. I learned about it in my orientation. Have you heard mm-hmm. of that? Do you know what that is? 
You're just nodding your head like you really know what that is. I mean, I understand the concept. Okay. So apparently everyone at my work has to do that. And I haven't taken mine yet. And I don't really know where to find it. It's on my list of things to do. But basically it just tells you how you communicate and how, like, what kind of worker you are. Whether, like, communication is your top skill or if you just Mm -hmm. like to, like, do things quick and efficient and just not have to worry about anything else. And there's four things and I can't remember what they all are. But I have to take it so I can figure out, like, how I learn and how I communicate with my peers and my colleagues. And just thinking about that, like, the way that you are a coach, I feel like the communication one would probably be at your top. So, once I find it, if it's open externally, not just an internal thing, I'll let you take it, too. All right. I don't know if it actually is. It it might just be internal, but. Yeah. Well, that's cool. My boss is the quick, quick person. His no number way. one was uh, just don't give me any fluff. Tell me what you need and then get out type of thing. I'm all of the above. I'm able to talk to anyone about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We were out shopping yesterday. We were doing errands and he literally was like telling the 16 year old girls behind the counter. He was just like, are you guys having a great day? It's like, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Like he was just so like chipper and they were just like. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, this dude's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they're they were standing behind the customer service counter of Bed Bath and Beyond with absolutely no customers in the store. Hmm. And they look bored out of their minds. Mm-hmm. So well, I bought an energy drink from them because I was caffeine uh dying. <laughs> <laughs> dying without caffeine. <laughs> and uh I was like, Can I buy this? And they were like, uh, sure. And I was like, All right. And then, like, I was sitting there, like, yay, I get to buy an energy drink. And she's like, like, beep, beep, beep. (laughs) And then I was like, all right, is that it? She's like, yep. I was like, you guys have so much fun back here. And they're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty funny. We almost got to take some pans. Yeah, they didn't scan the biggest item in our cart. We literally bought a pan that was probably $70 and our total came up to 37 and we're like I don't think you scanned the pans and she was just like oh and then just (laughs) she was like I thought this was that and then she moved it she scanned she's like all right your total is 100 and I was like that makes more sense yeah and then when we left I was like don't have too much fun back there and then there's like yeah it was very interesting it was so funny i had a good time with it the whole purpose of this story is that nick's a coach (laughs) he likes to boost people up no matter what atmosphere we're in whether it's jujitsu or at bed bath and beyond (laughs) i was at home depot on friday uh josh and i were trying to rent a truck we didn't end up renting a trunk there but they had a military discount form at the customer service desk and it said like air force navy army National Guard. Mm-hmm. And then it also said Space Force. And I was like, oh. So then I was talking to the lady because Josh was on the phone somewhere. And I was like, hey, uh, do you guys ever sign up anybody with the military discount for the Space Force? And they were like, uh, I don't think so. And then I was like, hmm, that's pretty cool, hey? And they were like, is that new? <laughs> and I was like, Nope, the Space Force has been around for a couple of years now, I believe. And we, I was just talking to these people that I absolutely don't know about the Space Force. I also told them I was Josh's muscle, and oh I was just God. waiting for him to get off the phone. What? 
What do you mean by muscle? What does that even mean? Exactly. They were very confused at Home Depot. I'm sure they were. Especially because we didn't get anything. And then we just left. What the heck? (laughs) Why would you call yourself a muscle? Uh, Muscle means bodyguard. Also, we were moving things, renting a truck. You're an interesting person. It was a good time. I'm sure it was. Sometimes uh, he makes people's day and sometimes they walk. he walks away and they're probably just like, what the hell? <laughs> and sometimes it's both. Yeah. And I love it. And that's me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that... Whew, I think also, we covered... if you go to Home Depot and you're in the Space Force, you can get a military discount. Cool. I think we covered our goals that we wanted to do, hit. Obviously, we have a lot of like daily goals, weekly goals, things that we're trying to work on and mm-hmm. specific moves and stuff. But that Which we talked like, about, what, like last week? Yeah. That just didn't seem to fit. I felt like our big long-term goals that we're working towards is mm-hmm. what's most important because that's kind of what deviates the rest of your miniature goals. Because if you're not working every day to reach that one goal, you're probably just not going to get there, at least not as efficiently as you could. Right. And it's good to have goal. It's good to have goal. It's good to have goal. Like your one foot. Getting yes. your one foot wet. <laughs> it's good to have goals so that you're working towards something. So that way you have a north star that you're following. And when you're having a tough time making a decision, should I do this? Should I do that? You can always look back to that north star. And you're like, does this support me getting to that space? Mm-hmm. And then if it says yes, go ahead, do it. You're probably just reserving doing it because you're scared. But if it's a no... Like, hmm, this is not fit to, on that path. I should not do this thing. It's mm-hmm. way easier for you to say no to those things. I'm just picturing Mario Kart. Because you said North Star, and I'm thinking about that one track that's up in space that has, like, rainbow all the road. rainbow. Yeah, all the rainbow stuff. And so you're just going down that rainbow road, and you're constantly, like, trying to get boosters and pick up stuff and do things. And those are your miniature goals. And then that finish line is the end goal. But it's not the end goal because you just keep going. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, there's no angle. You just keep going. Rainbow Road is a metaphor for life, guys. But every time you go around the track, it's different. It hits you more. It hits you in different spots. And you can pick up different boosters. Jiu-Jitsu is Mario Kart. Okay. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. I don't know. You said North Star, and I just immediately went to Rainbow Road for some reason. And I don't know why. But now Uh, we should play Mario Kart. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we have it. No, but Jackie and Corey do, I think. All right. <laughs> so. But yes, a North Star or a mission statement or a vision or for Road. your future <laughs> or Rainbow Road <laughs> will help you make those tough decisions on, yes, if you should do this or no, if you shouldn't. And then it helps you set up your smaller goals, your milestones on the way, because ultimately you don't want to live following goals. You want to live in fulfillment on your everyday life. And if you slip on a banana, you just keep going. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. I think that's a good way to end it. Have a great week of training, guys. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great night. We're going to get like, subscribe.